0: Are you looking for a podcast where you can hear from real people regarding their real dental drama? If so, then you've come to the right place. Join hosts Bethany Petty and Dr. Rena Kuba as we dive into the solutions we've created and the mistakes we've made while managing dental drama. Let's get started. Hey,
1: good morning. I'm excited to be back with you again. I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. Crazy summer.
2: It's it, I'm so glad school is back and we're we're back to a normal routine.
1: I wouldn't say we're back to normal routine yet, True. but we're True. we're getting there, I hope. <laughs> I don't know. But um I thought a good topic would be uh, I think I know why you wanted me to partner with you on this podcast because <laughs> the dental drama does not stop in my neck of the woods.
2: You've got fresh content on a monthly, sometimes weekly basis. So I,
1: I do, and I think this one's kind of a doozy. I think this one's going to be. Uh,
2: this is a once in a lifetime, I think, for me. I'm. It's this has never occurred and i just don't predict it will ever occur again so this is a good one to talk about
1: although the the actual incident is unique however the concept could be applied you know that happens every day
2: oh honestly. absolutely even and though even though it, this particular thing won't happen again things like it will happen happened probably every day day. to varying
1: degrees and then I think all the takeaways and offshoots and the snowball of what happened here so um and I'm gonna be honest I kind of didn't want to share this because I'm kind of embarrassed that this could happen to me and in my office and if somebody listening is like what that that's so absurd you know you're an idiot that's why that happened to you it's not going to happen to me (laughs) um and fair enough I that's i'll own it that's fine but again Mm -hmm. the only reason i'm like you know this would be a good one to talk about because all the heartache that resulted from so i'll quit dancing around it i'll just say it and then let's see where this conversation takes us um so this was probably two-ish weeks ago Mm -hmm. in the office and it was a thursday and i remember that um and and you know kind of like the few colleagues i've shared this with i'm like you guys need to know my mindset at the moment because we were about to have that staff meeting. Mm-hmm. And I was already tense going into the staff meeting because we'd had two other things happen, um, that that situations that were mishandled by my team. Mm-hmm. And that we had to have a lot of effort by everybody else to jump in and correct those um, things that were easily avoidable. Right and really difficult for me to go how did this even happen like what are y'all doing what are y'all doing this is like 101 a patient in pain calls you get them in yeah like why is that difficult there's trauma you get them in mm-hmm. like so anyway things that i thought were like putting me at risk for major liability things that i'm like i don't understand why those were mishandled so anyway i was already tense Because in an hour, I had this meeting where I had to kind of be nice, but kind of be firm. Like, I couldn't go in and be like, what the F are y'all doing, (laughs) right? Um, So it's like, be nice, be nice. How do I make this constructive rather than just a B session here, right? Anyway, so an hour before going into that, my manager comes in and she's like, um, I have to tell you something. Okay, go ahead. I'm thinking she's telling me she needs to be off for a month or whatever, right? And she goes, well, <clears throat> one of our sensors is missing. And I'm like, huh? Like, it it didn't even occur to me then, because it's such a stupid thing, right? Oh, I yeah, mean, sensors missing. It's so stupid. Like, what are you talking about? And she's like, well. We do our quarterly um, sensor maintenance checks. Mm-hmm. Does everybody do those? Like you're supposed to do them. Um, you're supposed, supposed to, to log do, um, it. Whatever. I think
2: they're not this good reminder. Everybody should be quarterly checking their sensors. You're checking radiation levels, calibrating, making sure that everything's good to you're go. You're not so. overexposing,
1: underexposing, mm-hmm. something like that. Whatever. And we use Dwayne Tinker dental compliance, so I think that's one of the things in his checklist for us is to go do that. So we have somebody assigned quarterly. They do whatever the sensor testing is. So I guess she's telling me, she's like, well, in April we had four Mm -hmm. that we tested. And then in July, July 5th, um, somebody came in to test and apparently there were only three. Mm -hmm. But mind you, this is what, if it was two weeks ago, it was the end of July. so like July 22nd ish week, something like that. And so the hygienist, the, the manager came in and she was like, well, you know, yesterday, two days ago, whatever it was, she's like, I was looking for a sensor, you know, cause again, in a pedo office we're we're cramped, it's like patients on top of patients, we're trying to move. Um, And she's like, you know, and I was looking for the sensor and she's like, okay, you have one, you have one, you have one. Where's the other one? And she's like, I could not find it. I was super irritated. Well, then she went to the team after and she said, where, who has that one? Where is it? Do we send it in for repairs? And the person who had done the July check two to three weeks earlier was like, Oh, yeah, when I went to do the sensor checks, we only had three. <laughs> Go. <laughs> i want to turn it over to you now. So
2: it still makes my stomach turn because my first reaction to you was the same like, Wait, what? What do you mean a sensor's gone? Because I've that's literally never happened. And again, maybe there's listeners out there that have experienced that in all my years of dentistry, I have never experienced that. And so I was just baffled immediately. Did you think I was being
1: funny? Cause I, I send like stupid jokes all the time. So no, maybe thought, I didn't. Okay. I could okay. tell
2: by the tone of your text, like this is legitimate. <laughs> and, and wait, what, <laughs> you know, was, it was more the reaction. But what immediately stood out to me was in your text message, you said it, the sensors were checked on July 5th, um, and apparently one of them was missing. And I think one of my first questions that I asked you was, when When did you know about that? Like, I, the timeline is what confused me. If we knew it was missing on July 5th, then why in the heck are you just now texting me about this on July 25th? Like, there's been three weeks in what in the heck is going on and funny enough I had just come when I received this text message from you I was leaving um, one of my dear client's offices that I traveled to and he was joking with me about his hygienist uh, threw away a handpiece unbeknownst to him she accidentally threw away a handpiece and that same day she and the other hygienist were in the dumpster going through trash bags looking for this handpiece. Now, he didn't know about it. They're doing this all kind of like hush-hush behind the scenes. Don't let him find out. Don't let him find out. Like, this is such a big deal. And so, this... So, I just... We were just laughing about that story with... I was with my client, and she found it, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I had just talked about that story, and then I kind of turn over, leave the office, turn over to my phone, and I'm seeing this text message from you about a sensor being missing. And... It was three weeks ago. And so I just had this juxtaposition in my mind of, I'm just walking away from laughing about this scenario. Thankfully we could laugh about it because of the hygienist effort to find that handpiece. It was found same day that it was lost. It was found. And there was so much effort that went into that. And now you're telling me a sensor has been missing for three weeks. So that is what immediately stood out to me. And I wanted a lot of answers from you, um, Right away, and you're like, talk to my manager. I'm not even going to talk about well, this. And because I didn't have the answers. Yeah. And so
1: I was in the same spot. And I think immediately, like, I was already irritated and already feeling like, God, nobody has my back. Like, this is basics and pedo. A patient's in pain and a patient had trauma. Like, y'all are going to get me sued here yeah. because y'all are mishandling. And, and, and these are not new employees, by the way, either. They've worked with me. So just, I was just like, I don't understand how how this happens. And then I get hit with, so that to me, that was like front team. And now I'm like, okay, now back team too. like Mm -hmm. you just lose a sensor. How, like, like you said, how does that happen? And you were saying, you Mm -hmm. know, to me not too long ago, like, it doesn't go missing because it's got a place. Mm -hmm. Like you take the x-ray, you wipe down the sensor and you put it back. Nobody leaves that like lounging around in the room. Never. So how does it go missing? Like how I don't, um, but to me, in that moment, I think I just felt so overwhelmed because I, at that point, I was like, I've got a threefold problem.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: One, a $10,000 piece of equipment is missing. Like, yeah. gut punch. Yeah. I want to throw up right now. Problem two, y'all didn't say anything? Like, what... You know, like if, it, like you said, if it was a handpiece and we realized the next day, or we realized that day, and you can do something about it, I'm like, for three weeks, and even then, I start going, okay, well, if it was there in April and not there in July, how did y'all not see it then? Like, don't they all four sit in the same spot and don't,
2: yeah,
1: like so it could have gone missing the third week of April, and now I'm finding about it out about it in July. Like, what major breakdown of system do we have here? And then going, how I, I have zero recourse to try to track it down at this point. No. You know, like we have cameras in the office, but I'm like, even that, like even if it happened yesterday, I'd have a really hard time tracking it on a camera. But I would spend time watching footage and trying to see if I could kind of sort of locate what could have happened. We've had to use the cameras to locate mm-hmm. stuff before and it's mm-hmm. worked, but this would have been a little different and harder, but... Um because we don't have cameras in the rooms right. in the operatories for the ha- HIPAA. It's just, just the hallway, right? But but still, I was gonna spend time doing that. Well, i I don't have footage from three weeks ago. I don't have footage from April. So right. what do I do about that? Or if it was like, okay, well yesterday we had remember when that salesperson came in? I wonder if they grabbed it with their stuff. Could somebody have stolen it? Could somebody like we could try to remember who was in the building, who wasn't in the building. I don't know that that would have helped or not, but bottom line for me, I was like, I've got zero options at this point to try to track this down because it's been missing for so long. And why the hell would y'all not say anything? Yeah. And then the third conundrum I had was, okay, well, who's getting fired over this? Yeah. Because I've heard of people getting fired over a handpiece, and this is like ten handpieces. Yeah. So who is getting fired over this? And for me, part of that then frustration is. Who, who do I figure out who did it? Because th- who's going to come forward? And again, it's been at minimum three weeks. Yeah, potentially that the trail more. Is, yeah, that the trail has gone cold. How do I even begin to f- figure that out? Um, and then, you know, I like my team. And so I, I got to fire one of you or two of you. Like what? And then the next thing, like back to the staffing issues, you can't find staff. So then I guess that was the next thing is like, how harsh can I be here? Because they could leave. And maybe I need them to leave and want them to leave because this is such a offense. But then I can't conduct the rest of my business. So I again, my my like hands are tied. So just all of that just made me feel so helpless and so murky and just downright pissed. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think I usually, uh, you know, as, as business owners, we're problem solvers. And so we jump into going, okay, I'm mad. Put that aside. What can I do? I'm mad. I'm put that aside. This is this, this is this. And I had three factors to this and I had no problem solving at that point. Mm-hmm. And so I just felt like paralyzed almost for a minute. I I like, couldn't think. My brain just stopped. I couldn't think. Um, and so I kind of just was, you know, I was like, well, if this wasn't my office, maybe it'd be kind of funny that a sensor went missing, <laughs> you know, like it's just so absurd that, you know, Oh no shit. This is me. This is me and this is my office. This is my ten thousand dollars. Oh crap.
2: Hey, you're making all of our listeners feel better today. Yeah. Though. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for being. Yeah.
1: You know. <laughs> um, y'all are welcome. So anyway, I just was really just kind of like almost unable to process for a minute. Like yeah. just kinda like, what is happening? Um and so I remember too, like, I I get I don't even remember saying this, but my associate said I said it. Like he he started saying something, and I was like, just please don't even talk to me right now. I cannot. Cause I was either going to start crying and bawling like a baby. Like I cry twice a year. I don't like crying. It's not pretty. So I'm like, I'm about to start crying or I'm about to go on such a tirade that it's not going to be pretty. Either way, it wasn't going to be pretty. So <clears throat> he was like, okay. And then like, you know, there were hygiene patients. So he went out to go do hygiene checks and, well, there was a bunch of patients there at the same time. So now the team is like, "Hey Dr. Kuba, can you come check some of these?" And I just paused and I said, "No, I I cannot. I I will not be on the floor for a while. I need a minute." Mm-hmm. So I've never responded like that. And part of me is like, don't bring drama into the practice. What a dramatic answer. <laughs> but I think that's all I could get out of my mouth at the moment was yeah. y'all leave me the F alone mm-hmm. right now. Nobody coming into this office. We talk-. Because again, I was afraid I was going to start crying. Yeah. Um, well, then I did have one person. She came back to kind of, well, you know, whatever. And. I pulled it together. I talked to her. I problem solved whatever question she had. And then she's like, well, I really came back here just to check on you. Yeah, And I couldn't even look at her cause I almost started crying right like yeah. then. And I was like, I'm just, I'm just flabbergasted. Like this is what has happened. And she just like her face and she's like, Oh dear. And I was like, yeah. And I'm like, and she's like, it's just disrespectful that it would be gone, you know, yeah. for that long and nobody say anything. And I kind of wish she hadn't said that. Cause then that's what I got stuck on. Yeah. Um, because to me, yes, the ten thousand dollars. Like again, I want to throw up, but it's it's almost like it is what it is. Like there's stuff in business. I had a colleague when I started the practice say that to me at the get go. He's like, there's gonna be you're gonna bleed money sometimes. And that's part of doing business, and you just have to get over it. So it's almost like that part I could at least like if that's all it was, I think I would be unhappy, but I could move past that. Exactly. But I think it's the rest that bothered me. And mm-hmm. I think it was that she used that word in that moment. And I got stuck on that for like a week. You, you had to spend two, three weeks undoing that one comment yeah. because to me, I was like, but it is like y'all, you know, I think I provide a lot for the office and y'all couldn't even have the guts to tell me or not even tell me. But I think to me, it's like, okay, whoever figured out that it was missing in July and you just went, Hmm, how about you do Da-ba-dee-dee. and you just moved on? Like I I'm it's just affling. struggling well, with that. Well,
2: and and I think to your point on the the reason that we both got stuck on that timeline because I think you're right. I think it was if it was the sensor missing and we saw this wave of action similar to my client that we were coming from, you know, we could laugh about what happened with the handpiece because of the, act, the immediate action that was taken by those hygienists to find the handpiece, it had a happy resolution and therefore we could we could laugh about it because there was action there. I think when there was such lack of action, lack of urgency, lack of problem solving, it makes you start to question, holy crap, what else am I missing? Like if something so big as a sensor could go missing and it's noticed that it's missing potentially multiple times even before the quarterly check. If it was gone in June, I'm sure many people noticed it was gone in June as they went to look for that sensor and shrug their shoulders and walk away. Oh, it's not here. But then at the quarterly check, for sure we know that somebody noticed it was missing and there was no reaction and coming on the heels of your... um people that didn't get the trauma in didn't get the emergency in on time you're like what el- what else could be missing it makes you start to question the entirety of the system and i think it also makes you realize how reliant you are on your employees which we know that right we talk about that all the time but in this moment you were halted with no problem-solving abilities whatsoever. First of all, because of the timeline, you couldn't even take action. It's been gone for weeks at this point. But then also you're just like, once I start problem-solving this, I haven't had to think about so many things because I've just assumed that those things are in good hands. Well, now I don't know about the hands. I don't trust the hands anymore. And, and let's
1: be honest. None of us trust the hands anyway. Yeah. You know, I mean, that that's I'm just going to be very frank and rude and just say that. But I think everybody listening to this who's a practice owner like me can say that we don't trust our team because they prove time and again that they are not, you know, up to par in some position or another. And I don't I don't I'm not going to mince words on that. That's how I feel. But you do your best to train them, you do your best to forgive and teach, and you do your best to move on and all of that. And, and again, I, I know I've said this many times on the podcast before, but I think my issue lately has been, especially after the pandemic, I'm tied like I can't get rid of you because I can't get somebody else because yeah. that going to be equally, y'all fill in the blank, you know what I'm mm-hmm. trying to say here. But also, so it's, it's that. And then it's okay, the people that were making 13, 14, 15 bucks an hour, and now you're making 21, 22, 25 an hour, but I didn't get anything extra for what I'm having to pay out. Yeah. So you really like, you're functioning as a $13 an hour employee, same as at McDonald's, where you really don't have to have any problem solving abilities. You're doing your one job, and if it messes up, oh well. Yeah, There's really no accountability to anything there. It's a very low-functioning position, and that's what I've got. But instead of paying you $13 bucks an hour, I'm having to pay you $21, 22 but I'm not getting anything more for that. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm still – three years later, I'm still so bitter about that, um, and this just proved it. So, like, for you to say now going, you know, you thought it was in good hands, you thought it was – and my response to that is, yes, I did. And then I, you know, I know we see mistakes out the wazoo all day long. And we just remind ourselves that every, it's human nature, every business, every, I mean, Google has their issues.
2: Mm-hmm. Twitter yeah. X has
1: their issues. You know what I mean? It's like the this human is, factor. It's the human factor. Yeah. But I think here, because it's such a small scale and it's like, there's one person that's going to roast for this. And that would be me. Mm. So it really is difficult then to wrap your brain around that and, and just feel defeated and go, I cannot do, I cannot answer every phone call. yeah. And like, honestly, well, I won't say this because in case this person ever ends up listening to this podcast, they will know I'm talking about them. But let's just say the people who didn't get the trauma in on time and things like that, like they're people who know better. Yeah. They are, they know better. Um, and so why didn't you? And Thank God this kid's seven-year-old permanent front tooth is okay. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, that being on my watch? Because my staff was like, okay, we'll get you in next week. Yeah. Permanent front. Uh, anyway, so back to this, I'm like, yes, like, y'all just, and, and again, thinking about it not from me being personal about it and just going, okay, let's say this was another client of yours and I'm looking into it. My guess is the team is probably going, eh, it'll turn up and mm-hmm. eh, it'll turn up. Fine. You know,
2: that's a fair response. But I, I don't think... know that that's a fair response. I, I think that has what that right there is what has bothered me is the mindset. Even if it was, oh, it'll turn up. I'm like, that's the stupidest response that could have.
1: True. But I would say in the busyness of summer yeah. and to say, oh, somebody else has it okay, yeah, I'm looking for it. I can't find it. But, oh, she must have it over down at the other end of the office. So to me, that kind of, yeah. But at the end of the day, you, you should really reconcile that. Because Bethany, and this is what was funny, the day that I was told this, the day all of this came to light, we had a temp hygienist in who's worked with us off and on. And she's like, y'all count your mouth props at the end of every day. Y'all count your hygiene hand pieces at the end of every day. Y'all count your bite wing holder things. And she's like, y'all don't count your sensors. <laughs> like how dumb do I feel? That's what I'm saying. Like at the beginning of this podcast, I was so embarrassed to go, yeah, you're right. We don't, because to me, I didn't think that was one thing we had to count. <laughs> that was one thing that was a given. Like there should be four right there. So anyway, um, I think to me that kind of, oh, dear, I don't up Like, Fine. That, that's what I would expect from a McDonald's level yeah. employee. But I think where that stops for me is when we are logging it, it is in paper. It is documented. You need to find it. Because then what, sweet pea, do you think is going to happen in three more months? Right. And now we're going to go, oh, well, we still only have three. Oh, well, it'll turn up. Like, that's what you were going to do. Yeah. That's exactly what you were going to do. That's what all of you were going to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, something must have happened between now and then. Nope and move on. And I cannot, you know, and so then when the hygienist, the manager comes to find about this, she's the one who's like, are you people out of your minds? We need to find this sensor. You know, there's going to be consequences to this. Like, how do we lose this? Why didn't anybody say anything? Everybody's staying late on Tuesday off the clock. We're searching up and down and we're searching everything for it. And I'm just like, why didn't that happen on July 5th and July 6th?
2: Why did it take her stepping in and actually taking that action.
1: Yes. So all of that to say, like, what are the takeaways for our Mm -hmm. listeners? I guess is where, why I'm sharing this because yeah, none of y'all are going to be dumb enough to let a sensor go missing in your practice. (laughs) That would be me. Um,
2: well, and simple takeaways, you know, if you're inventorying all of your equipment and things like that, then yes, something you had that system in place. The sensor wasn't on there because we thought it didn't have to be on there, but put the sensor on your inventory list making sure your team and we were talking about this um this morning actually before we started podcasting you know I was recounting to you because it was so baffling to me that a sensor would go missing and I just am in offices so many times and I'm like why is it so baffling to me making sure that your team because this is what I see all the time because those sensors are in hot demand everybody's needing them I see snap 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 the pictures wipe that sensor down and it goes back to this either central spot or a hook in the room and it immediately without doing anything else that sensor goes right back to the spot and i think that's why it was so baffling to me is because every time i see a sensor used it is the same exact protocol snap it Wipe Regardless it, of hang, the office. Regardless of the office. I've never seen them handled any differently. I've never seen them laid across the table, hung across the chair, kind of wrapped up and thrown into the x-ray closet. Like, I've never seen them handled in any other way than wipe the sensor, hang it back up. And so, for all of our listeners, I think that's maybe a good takeaway as well, is make sure you've got sensor protocol with your team. Chances are you do. I can't even think of an office I've been in where it has been handled any differently. But it's a good opportunity to go back and review with your team. This is how we handle the sensors. This is where they go. We check those places at the end of the day. Are they all there? Fantastic. And again, what's the likelihood that one's going to go missing? Very, very, very rare. But here we have a rare case. That popped
1: out, and that's where for me, I guess the the along what you're saying, just making sure that anything you've got that you've got a system and a plan in place, yes. um, so it's not going to be the sensor for anybody else. I, I'll be the lone idiot to to deal with that one. But um, I think so. Even like this was probably last week, and you know we I'm turning around a room because we're so busy, and I look, glance over. And I don't see the curing light on the base Mm -hmm. in that room. And I'm looking around the room, and I'm like, I don't see a curing light. Did somebody accidentally, like, just put it on the tray and take it to sterilization? So I'm looking at sterilization. I don't see a curing light. And I'm like, what is going on in this office? So then I said it. Hey, guys, where's the curing light for this room? And an assistant came running because we're hot on the heels of the sensor. And she's looking. And it turns out it was on, like, whatever, you know, that room was set up for composites, but then we ended up putting somebody else in the room. The curing light was on the tray covered and that tray had been put to the side. Mm. So she found it there. But the point was that training your team and training yourself to go, I mean, my eyes fell on that curing light base. I didn't need it. I was just turning the room around, but there should be something in that base. Why isn't that there? And so... Um,
2: and addressing it immediately yes, in the moment, yes, because that is your best chance of finding whatever's missing. Yes. Is right there.
1: And then the person who, you know, my manager who was like, she's like, see, and I, I always tell them, meaning I always tell the RDAs, put the sensors back. They should all go here. And she goes, and they never listen. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so that is something. Then I wish I had known that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've been struggling with them listening to you, maybe we should have brought that up in a team meeting. Maybe we should have made the system clearer. If it's too hard for the RDAs to put them back where they belong, why? Mm-hmm. What is there another spot that would be easier for you to remember to put that back? Like I don't. Yeah. By the way, none of the RDAs are new. They've all been there about no. a year. Yeah. So We're
2: all experienced. Yeah, so. and
1: we we have not had temp. I even went to – actually, we did have a temp sterilization person this summer, Mm -hmm. a college kid. So I went to the manager, and I was like, you know, the timing kind of works out. If it's between April and July, and this girl started in June – could she have thrown a sensor away? Right. And the manager said, No, I went to her and I asked her. She's like, You're not going to be in trouble. We were just for peace of mind, just to have some closure on this. And the college kid's like, Well, first of all, I didn't even know what a sensor was because I don't, she just literally is in sterilization and then turning a room around. So, to your point of the sensor getting put back after being used, that's mm-hmm. not lying around the room that yeah. she would have ever touched it. And she goes, And then it's got the USB, like the plug in. And she goes, I would have known not to throw that away.
2: Exactly.
1: So do I think it got thrown away? I don't think so. Honestly, I believe it's probably somewhere in that practice. It's just somebody probably, this is what I was telling you before we started broadcasting. And and I I know the person I'm thinking it could be because she's very scattered. And I'm like, she's me. I could see myself. I have lost so many things because I'm very scattered. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to put back this, you know, I'm going to put back the sensor while I'm at it. I'm going to go take my tray and put that down. And then while I'm at it, I'm going to go ahead and grab this set of blankets and put that down. And then I'm on my way to go do that. And then maybe somebody asked me a question or somebody called me over here or something happened. And I lost my train of thought and probably got wrapped up with the blankets and up in the Christmas tree box. Who knows? Like, I just, I can't imagine anything else. Like people in my office are, are not careless. Um, I, I could just see myself doing that. Yeah. Where it's like I had every intention of taking it back to where it belongs. And then I got sidetracked and God knows what happened to it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all of that to say, um, making sure that you've got the systems in place. And then I think for me, then the next thing was, so your question was, how are we, why the gap?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Why... And what do you do about that? Like, mm-hmm. so if you could talk more about.
2: Yeah. So. The gap in time. The gap in time. Exactly. Because uh, that's, to me, the most concerning part about all of this. Because uh, it shows a lapse in judgment. It shows a lapse in uh, problem solving abilities and also just lack of awareness about how valuable things are. Is it, it To me, that gap is the most concerning part of all of this. Um, And I think that's
1: what has made me so emotional about it. Again, mm -hmm. like, the money, whatever. Obviously, I don't want $10,000 to go in the trash, but whatever. It is a fixed cost. I've already spent it. Like, whatever. Am I going to replace it? No. Uh, Because we have other sensors, and sorry, I'm not going to replace it. So that, to me, it's like, check, problem solved, done. Yeah. I think the next part of who am I firing, I'm not going to fire anybody. I have to talk myself off that ledge, but honestly, I'm not going to fire somebody. Like, whatever. It's this middle piece that I just cannot get over because, and and maybe it is, again, that employee that said lack of respect, but to me, I'm like, it is a lack of respect. It's just that, oh, well, and move on. What do you mean, oh, well?
2: Yeah. Or even, let's take it to the next level and say that they were like, oh, gosh, it's not right there. I need to find that. Let's say they were concerned enough to think, Oh gosh, I need to find that. But then never went back to it. That's equally as concerning, you know, either it's like, Oh yeah, it's somewhere around here or it's, Oh gosh, I need to find that. And then I completely forgot about it. Both of them still, in my opinion, show a lack of respect towards the issue that's happening.
1: And I think that for me, all of my RDAs are that way, yeah. which is just defeating all over again. And we've been dealing with that for a long time where I'm like, we don't have a true leader on our team. Mm-hmm.
2: And many offices don't. Yeah. I'll be honest. I mean, that's pretty, pretty common. Um, which is why I'm bringing that up. Like, what do we mm-hmm. do about that then? Mm-hmm.
1: What do we do? They're not bad people. They're fantastic with patient care. I know they don't, I know they don't not care. Yeah. They care about the practice. They care about me. They care about the equipment. I know they do. And yet this just clearly shows they don't. Mm-hmm. So if they don't, I'm not ready to, to admit that to myself at the moment. I really do think it's this kind of humbity do. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. And that we just didn't.
2: Well, and there's only so many systems that we can put in, put in place to safeguard against that. And again, I would say that would be one of the takeaways is what systems do you have in place to say safeguard? Um, you know, you've got the uh, Tink compliance. I feel like that's a great safeguard because it, every piece of your equipment is getting touched or evaluated. He's got so many tools and resources. So maybe you're like, I don't even know where to start with a system. Okay, dental compliance specialists, maybe that's where you start and to get a system on things. So I think we've got to, most RDAs that I've found, and there's a few, right? There's always the the tip of the iceberg people, people that are out of the water and they can see clearly. But most of them are down below the water and they're just getting along just fine. And I would say that's 90% of the RDAs out there. So I think we've got to be really careful to assume too positively about them because I think they are kind of go with the flow. Oh shoot, the sensor's missing and not recognizing the consequence of that. So support, I guess, build in systems that support your um, RDAs. And in this particular case, you've got thankfully a clinical leader. She's your most extensive employee, but you've got a clinical leader that is smart with that kind of stuff. And so and is a natural problem solver. So maybe your RDAs aren't that, but maybe you've got somebody on the team that can help to oversee these systems and make sure that they're getting done. You and I and your associate were even talking uh, whenever that was this week, where it's like we've got to maybe even incorporate y'all more into the oversight, where maybe there's categories that y'all are each overseeing, with the clinical aspect of the office or even the the business aspect of the office. So whoever your leaders are on the team, it may just be you. And if it's only you and you're the only problem solver, I'm sorry. Like it is what it is. The buck stops with you. Build in systems that help your team to make sure we're not, not just losing critical items, but that we're doing the basics. Are they doing the equipment maintenance that they need to be doing? Are they doing the spore testing that they're supposed to be doing? Are they running the lines on a schedule? A lot of doctors are like, oh, RDAs, no. Of course they're doing it. I'd be real cautious in assuming that. I think we need to have oversight or we need to identify a really good problem solver, go-getter that's overseeing some of those things. Don't just assume that systems are good.
1: I think we do assume. We're yeah. focused on the dentistry. We're focused on trying to pay the bills. Like, we hire you to take care of this stuff. And I think it's even this far into my career in this field, I still am just mind blown how it's just not, it's still my problem. It's yeah. still my problem. And I just want to bury my head even further. Or say, okay, this is why I need to sell to a DSO because I cannot do this anymore. I'm trying to do the dentistry and now I got to worry about the water lines. <laughs> like, here's my credit card. Go buy whatever you need for the water line and
2: just go do it. Stay the
1: hours and go do it. But the fact that if I'm not constantly overseeing that, Man, it's just exhausting, which is why again I'm so grateful for other companies that kind of help with these things. Um, but it's again, sticks my you know, it really bothers me that I'm having to pay you instead of thirteen bucks an hour, I'm paying you nineteen an hour, and I've gotta pay this company to make sure
2: so make sure that you're doing it. And all you still didn't
1: do it. We still lost a ten thousand dollar piece of equipment. But anyway, yeah. again, that y'all can see I'm still bitter. I'm trying to let it go. I really am. I'm trying to move on. Um but again the takeaways would be create systems
2: yeah and those systems don't have to be you're the one that's going and checking to make sure but maybe there is a weekly rda checklist that is turned into you at the end of the week that's where, a that, great idea. where that assistant has signed off i've done this i've done this I've, I've done this and then you're looking at the end of the week you're like where's the checklist okay well there's the accountability hey Susie. Where's your checklist? Oh, I haven't done all that yet. I'm still working on it. Okay, it's due.
1: And and I would say, too, do a do a random quality control. Mm-hmm. Like, pick one or two things on there. Like, if they checked off that they yep. look checked the AED battery, you go check it to make sure. Mm-hmm. Like, t- spot check. Because we've had plenty of times where people either just check it off just to check it off, which is awful. Or they check it off because they really don't understand the point yes. of the task. Which is mind-boggling to me, but they didn't understand that the point of the water check line was to make sure there's no bacteria. They just pushed the button and said, oh, water is coming out of this syringe. Oh, look, the water is flowing. No, no, that was not the point of the water test line.
2: We know the line works. This is what we're trying to do. And (laughs) I think you make such a good point because a checklist can get us so far, but... This is, and again, this goes, I know this all sounds like work, but I think it's time well spent. We mentioned in one of our backup, I think it was the backup plan episode, where, okay, let's say you've got the checklist that you have your RDA turn into you on a weekly basis, but it's not going to say, this is how to check a waterline, and there's a whole page on how to check water lines. That's too much. We just need it in a checklist format. But this is where the videos come in. You can easily have one of your or or yourself whoever you can have your equipment person come in and show how to do this and you're recording and then that person let's say they're new to your team and they're looking at this checklist before they're allowed to sign their name on that line saying that they did it they need to also sign that they went and watched that video on how to do it so again this doesn't mean that oh gosh now i've got to walk through this whole checklist with Susie and Trainer on all of this. No, not if you've got built in videos or it can be documents that are written up step by step how to do it. Videos tend to be a little bit easier to do um, than a document. That takes a little bit more time. So if you're looking for the most immediate thing just record some videos of this and then you've got the how to version of that checklist available. I'm tired just thinking about it. <laughs>
0: I do think it would
2: be important for the listeners to know, even though you didn't fire somebody, we did feel like it was appropriate to administer consequences to your team. Um, That this really, we wanted to send the message that this was a really big deal. And so through a lot of back and forth with you and me, um, we ultimately ended up deciding on a three-part consequence. And so, are you okay if I tell what those consequences are? So, um, first things first, you normally have an end of year team building event, um, uh, end of summer, like end because of summer. summer is Sorry, so not...
1: grueling in a pedo office. I mean, I think it's grueling for
2: everybody, but especially pedo ortho. we're dying. Yeah. Yeah. End of summer. Sorry about that. Yes. Uh, you do this nice fancy pool and it's just a lot of fun and, and it's expensive. And so we canceled that. So that was coming up, I think next week. And that was canceled, which the whole tone of that was, we, there's a ten thousand dollar piece of equipment that we'll never get back. We're going to be saving some money with these consequences to ultimately pay Dr. Cooper back. It wasn't like you guys suck, you don't deserve a team building event, you know, it's canceled. It that was not the tone, the tone was very mathematical and non emotional, which was there has to be consequences, and nobody's going to get fired for this, but we've got to find a way to recoup the money. What are we going to do? We're going to cancel the end of summer event. That saves Dr. Cuba about $2,000. Um, we are also, they earn production bonuses. They had a bonus pool for July that they should have been able to earn from, and we said no, no bonus money will be pay, paid out, which is a 100% logical, because a $10,000 piece of equipment went missing, why in the world would you pay a bonus on the month that that went missing? So that went away as well. And then the third thing was nor- normally with that team building event, you have an end of summer gift card of some sort that has monetary amount. Normally it's a you know an Amazon gift card or a Visa gift card or something like that that's got... Anywhere from 100 to $300, depending upon the employee and, and all of that. And that went away as well. So it was a three-part consequence that got, that, quote-unquote, recouped some of that $10,000. It Basically, it kind of saved you about $10,000, which mathematically paid back for the censor.
1: So for anybody listening and going, yeah, you didn't spend that out, but you still didn't recoup 10000 You were still out 10 grand. Yeah, I am. And so I did, it did occur to me to say, do I need to have people pay me back? Am I taking $100 out of everybody's paycheck until this money comes back? You know, you could have gone that route, I guess. You know, I don't know. Um, And then the other big debate we had over this, you and I had over the consequences. It's like, okay, well, who is accountable then? Like, why is the girl, the receptionist getting penalized? She doesn't get her end of summer party. She doesn't get her end of summer bonus. She doesn't get her July bonus because some RDA in the back was careless with the sensor. And I totally see that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was another part of the conversation. And, you know, I, we could go into what and why, but bottom line, I mean, there's, there's many different ways this could have played out. That's what we chose to do after many conversations. Um, But the point is, like, just, I think to me, the point of of this whole episode and sharing this, one, have systems in place, two, try not to bury your head in the sand, we get busy, we don't want to do all these petty little things that we feel like we shouldn't have to do because we pay people to do it, we pay them well, and yet, it's still your problem, and I don't have an answer for you other than to remind you it's still your problem. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, do without what you will. And number three was, um, to me, just kind of consequences,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, so... Consequences, yeah. Well, going okay. Well, have you ever thought about when something goes missing or when something big happens? Because it's not a matter of if it's going to happen; it's, it's when. when. Another colleague, um, you know, I asked her. So, well, what would you do? And she said, well. You know, I guess they've got a couple of lasers in their practice, and when the staff doesn't <clears throat> handle it right, and you've got to replace a trunk fiber or do something, she's like, "That's four or five grand right there mm-hmm. because somebody didn't maintain it properly, and that really sucks for the practice." Mm-hmm. Um, so things like that are going to come up. Yeah, you, I guess at this point, I never thought I'd say this, but you'll be lucky if it's just a handpiece. Yeah, honestly, I know. Um, so do you have what? What is your start thinking about that because it's mm-hmm. going to happen to you at some point where? I think this is where, to my associate, I was, he, you know, a a week later, he's like, okay, so do they know that the party's been canceled or what did you decide? And I'm like, no, I'm waiting for Bethany to come in to talk about it because I'm still too emotional. And he, you know, he's a very even keel guy. He's not a super emotional fellow. And he was like, well, I'll go tell him. Hey, y'all, y'all lost the sensor Y'all don't get this, this, and this. And I was like, yeah, you could do that. That's probably what I used to do. But at the end... I don't think that that may create more problems. Yeah. And I'm still not made whole by the sensor, but now depending on the delivery, you could create a whole nother set of wildfires. So that's why. And so to me, if you don't have a Bethany, that's where I'm trying to say what really think out your strategy. Have some thoughts in your mind right now for that when it does happen to you, that you've already kind of given some thought as to how are you going to approach your plan of action? Mm-hmm.
2: Exactly. I think that's a good takeaway. Really multiple layers of takeaways that hopefully people will, will learn from this scenario. And even if it's not the exact same scenario, which we don't anticipate, there will be scenarios like it that you need to, have tried to problem sol- preventatively solve those with good systems and good oversight of those systems, but also think through your strategy on consequences now, rather than in the heat of the moment when you're emotional about it. You've already kind of thought through how you would handle it if something happens. Well, thanks for putting yourself up in the, in the limelight today and letting us all learn from your situation. Shouldn't my face be
1: our logo from now on? Dental drama. <laughs> Like, this is the face that should be, like, there's always some buffoonery going on.
2: We we would have to do it upright, though, with, like, hair kind of all over the place and your scowl, and maybe, you like, holding a ball in your hand, you know? So, yes. Yeah we, we, yes. We have to, yeah, we need to rethink the logo here. Yes,
1: <laughs> yes, because, and we changed the name to buffoonery and, ministry and
0: <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Thanks for joining the conversation today. We hope that you are comforted in knowing that you are not alone, but we also hope that you're walking away with some really great tips and tricks to try in your practice. We value your feedback, so please take a few moments to rate and review the podcast. Finally, we want to make sure that we're covering the topics that matter to you. So track us down on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and let us know what topics you want us to cover. As always, please know that we are rooting for you today as you manage your dental drama.